and welcome back to One Man's World. I am your host, Daniel Lampley, the world's most prolific artist. Here with me, as always, is your friend and my friend, Yesman. You're here, aren't you, Yesman? Yes, Daniel, I am. Very good, Yesman. Are you happy to be here? Yes, yes. That's what you always say, Yesman. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, listeners, today's edition of One Man's World is brought to you by Crest Toothpaste Crest. If eyes are the window to the soul, then teeth are the load-bearing walls. Now, some of you longtime fans may vaguely remember a guest from the early days of One Man's World, a man who was characterized primarily by his very narrow view of art and therefore the whole world, a man who could not seemed to wrap his mind around the most basic... Concept. I wasn't actually uh, a guest back then, though, Daniel. I was the host. Scott, please, be quiet until I'm done with the introduction, okay? You think you can manage that? You were just repeating yourself. I thought you were done. It doesn't I matter. It, it doesn't matter what you thought, Scott. You're not in charge. I am. You are just the guest. I'll just sit here in silence until you bid me to talk. Well... It's too late, Scott, because you've already made a hash of the introduction. I was going to dramatically reveal your return to the show, albeit in an appropriately diminished capacity, of course. But now you've let the cat out of the bag and everyone knows you're back on the show. So now they're probably all confused. They don't know what they're hearing. They may even be alarmed. They may be panicking, literally panicking. And it's all because you had to try to seize power and make yourself the center of attention as soon as I let you on the air. I wasn't seizing power. I thought the show was supposed to be like conversation between people. It's not like you had any qualms about butting in with your opinions when you were a guest on my show. You're living in the past, Scott. Those days are long gone. This show, in many ways, is the opposite of your old show. It's the antidote to that show. This show is everything that show should have been but never would have been. This show is one man's world. But that's what the segment was called on my show, One Man's World. I, I came up with that. Right. I'm redeeming the name. The rest was irredeemable. Right, Yesman? Yeah, yes. You hear that, Scott? Yesman agrees with me. Okay, I heard him. Uh, I heard him say yes. Thank you. I'm not going to be taking the bait. Uh, are we going to be talking about your art, or aren't we? Yes, but... First, the listeners, who are possibly still panicking, need to understand why you're joining us via Skype from your home. Yeah, okay. Well, I'll briefly explain why I'm calling from my home. As I'm sure some of you or many of you know, I was actually the host of my own show on this station during this time slot about a year Scott, ago. Scott, Scott, stop trying to take over. But just, you tell him then. As some of you may know, Scott actually had his own show during this time slot about a year ago. It was called The Scott Show, and it was pretty much just him talking about himself and yucking it up Scott with his... Scott Orlick Show. Stop! Scott! Stop interrupting! Anyway, it was just him yucking it up with his cronies on the air, but whenever I was available, I would do a segment during his show called... One Man's World with Daniel Lampley, the world's most prolific artist, wherein I would explain my latest artistic endeavors to Scott, and he would fail to grasp their import, or, indeed, sometimes even fail to grasp that they were, in fact, art. 
uh, it turns out that these segments really resonated with people. I think people saw it a bit like a David versus Goliath type battle, except in our case, when David approached Goliath with his pitiful little sling and his pitiful little stones, Goliath simply struck David down with a combination of unassailable logical arguments and beautiful, impassioned defenses of his artwork, many examples of which David couldn't even really see because he was far too short. And in our case, the audience was on Goliath's side because in our case, David was <laughs> the Philistine. And Goliath was the living embodiment of all that art could be, should be, has been, is, will be, will have been, and shall yet have again become. Okay. Uh, well, fine. Basically, I got into a severe accident. Uh, there were... Many complications, uh, infections, I had multiple surgeries, several hospital stays, and I just couldn't do the show anymore. So eventually the station just, they gave this time slot to Daniel, and he changed the name of the whole show to One Man's World. Um, I don't listen to this show, so I don't really know what he's been doing, but I, based on this brief interaction, I have a pretty good idea. Uh, I think the fact that Daniels actually named his sidekick Yes Man is pretty telling. Anyway, um, I'm still not 100%. Uh, I can't make it into the station yet, but I'm better than I was, if you were concerned. The reason I'm appearing on the show is that medical bills are piling up. I haven't been able to find any other work from home, and I needed something, so... Daniel has actually graciously given me the opportunity to earn a little money by guesting ever so every so often on the show and basically just discussing his art with him. I hope eventually we'll get to this uh, like we used to on the original One Man's World before the accident. The difference is that this time uh, I think I've gained a lot of perspective on life through my recent experiences. So. I'm resolved to not take Daniel's uh, act so personally. Uh, incidentally, I did not name Yesman Yesman. He voluntarily accepted that name of his own free will, right, Yesman? Yeah, yes, I yes I did, Daniel. Now, tell the listeners how you got into the accident, Scott. That's not important. Um, that's not relevant uh, to what we're doing here. So let's just move on. Don't tease the listeners, Scott. Now they're curious. You're curious, aren't you, Yesman? Yes, I am, Daniel. You made the people curious, Daniel, not me. You said you were in a severe accident. As soon as you said that, every listener's ears perked up, Scott. Come on. This is your opportunity to talk about yourself, which you love. Just tell me what you're working on, Daniel. That's The station isn't paying me to call you and talk about my personal life. Okay, listeners, apparently Scott's going to be coy, so I'll just tell you that through a complex chain of events that I don't even fully understand, he fell out of a tree in his ex-wife's new boyfriend's yard and broke his collarbone, sustained a compound fracture in his forearm, and separated both shoulders. <laughs> stop stop glaring at me, Scott. Look, he's glaring. Look, now, now you don't have to say it, and we can just move on. Unless you want to elaborate, you know, tell us what you were doing in your ex-wife's boyfriend's tree, for example. No? All right, well, maybe next time. Listen, Daniel, there's, uh, unlike 
the last show where I was contractually obligated to talk to you. There's no contract keeping us together this time. I can just click this little hang-up button on the screen here and whenever I want, and it'll just be you and Yes Man, and you can do you and your Yes Man thing, and that'll be it. Well, of course you can quit, Scott. I mean, you need the money, but other than that, yeah, there's nothing keeping you on the air here except for the magnetism of my talent, which you would never admit, of course. Scott. Scott, the station isn't paying you to brood in silence. Say something. Say something so the listeners know you're awake. Say something so they don't think you're dead and start panicking again. Daniel, the only thing I came here to talk about is art. Good. All right, that's just fine. That's good to hear, Scott, because I've got a new project that I'm sure will inflame your delicate sensibilities. Dis paintings. Dis paintings. Scott, have you ever heard of a genre of music called rap or hip-hop? Oh, gosh. I, I really hope this isn't connected to your rap albums, Daniel. I couldn't make it through one song. Somehow in a genre... Already defined by its arrogance and excess, you still manage to lower the bar. Everything I do is connected to everything else I do, Scott. But no, these, as the name would indicate, are dis paintings, not dis tracks. Okay. My first thought is counterproductive. Go on. Scott, as you may know, there are many petty rivalries in the artistic community. There are feuds. There are grudges. There is envy and resentment and hatred. You know, Daniel, the sad thing about this is that it sounds like you're heading for a plea for civility and unity, but I know there's no way. That's not, You're definitely right, not. Listen, listen, the disappointing thing about all this tension in the art community is that it's usually relegated to interviews in magazines that few people read, or spiteful blog posts, or sloppy arguments at artist parties. It rarely finds its way into the art itself. Oh, so you want more bitterness and personal conflict and score settling in art. Oh, wonderful. Rappers have it figured out. Listen, rappers have it figured out, Scott. They put all their specific disdain for other rappers who they hate right into their songs. In fact, often that's all the songs are about, entire songs about how terrible they think certain other rappers are, especially in comparison to themselves. It's beautiful. So you think this can be done with paintings then, somehow? I know it can be done. I've done it. Putting aside how this makes the world a worse place to live in for the moment, I'm struggling to, you know, imagine how it works. Let's say I wanted to make a disc painting of um, Vincent Van Gogh. How would I go about that? I would make an exaggerated imitation of his style that highlights his perceived weaknesses as a painter. No, that's just a parody. You might as well call it an homage to Van Gogh if you're just going to parody. So what? I'd paint an embarrassing scene from his personal life. No, you're thinking too small, Scott. Again, still, always. A dis painting needs to sting. It needs to really wound the target. It needs to cut deeply. There should be tears. There should be nervous breakdowns, identity crises. The dis painting needs to specifically denigrate the work and even the character of whoever it is you're dissing and simultaneously demonstrate your own superiority. You're just a a bad person, aren't you? That's really like what it boils down to. You're 
you've got something resembling an amazing work ethic, um, like a sick cousin of a work ethic. I'll grant you that. You're very productive. But really, you're just you're just sort of rotten. Let me show. Let me listen. Not good. Let me let me show you an example. I'll hold it up to the webcam so so you can see it. Okay. So here's an eight by ten photograph of a painting by Alexander Patalo. The piece is called "Clothe the Door," not "Close," but "Clothe." Isn't that awful? Uh, anyway, I took this photo at the Sweet Viscera Gallery about a week ago. Do you know Patalo? I can't stand him. So anyway, look at his piece here. Uh, if you can stand it, isn't it awful? Well, that? I mean, it's not, like, my kind of thing, but I just don't see how it justifies you painting a piece specifically designed to insult it. Okay, but if you knew Alexander Patalo, you'd really hate that painting. Am I right, Yesman? <laughs> yes, yes, Daniel, you are. See, Scott, just trust me. I will never trust you. Not ever. That's the thing. But all right, uh, let's see your dispainting of Clothe the Door. Okay, uh, now the disc painting I did is actually 10 feet by 12 feet, so I couldn't bring it into the studio. But here's an 8 by 10 inch photo of it. It's called Devil Around. Uh, here, I'll hold it right up to my webcam here. Uh, take a good look. Oh, okay. Not really what I was expecting. I don't see how this is a disc of Clothe the Door, Daniel. I mean, are you going to mount it with an explanation of what it's dissing or how can you not see it look at the color scheme okay look at the composition if you've seen clothe the door how could you see devil around as anything but a savage takedown of patalo here look at look at clothe the door again okay see it now now look at devil around daniel honestly uh i'm sorry but all i see are two dull like similar, boring, abstract paintings. No, Scott! They're only similar in as far as mine comments on Patalo's by insulting it, by dissing it, Scott. My painting is going to ruin his career. When people who know art see Devil Around, they'll run Patalo out of town on a rail. Yes, man, back me up. Am I right or what? Yes, yes. Daniel, I think the advantage that rappers have over this is that they can, you know just say the names of the people they're dissing there's no like ambiguity or they if if nothing else they could hint strongly as strongly as rappers could hint but there's there's not much mystery to rap but with this it's just like impossible it's stupid if i was alexander patalo and I saw Devil Around, I would never make the connection that it's somehow designed to ruin my life. Scott, if you were Alexander Patalo, seeing Devil Around would drive you right back up your ex-wife's boyfriend's tree. Look at you, grinning like a little shark. Do I really have to point out to your audience the multiple ways in which this cheap shot makes no sense? Well, Scott, it looks like it's about time for you to go, but just to wrap up here... I wanted to point out that I think that disc paintings are just the first step. In the near future, I'd like to see disc sculptures, disc collages, disc experimental films, galleries full of work of all mediums designed specifically to attack the work of other artists. Embrace the acrimony. Let it permeate every corner of your creative output. Let there be beef. Yes, yes. Wow. Daniel, uh, I got goosebumps over here. Hang up, Scott.
We have to do some commercials now. Remember, listeners, today's episode was brought to you by Crest Toothpaste. Crest, if eyes are the window to the soul, then teeth are the load-bearing walls. Scott, hang up. We can't do the commercials until you disconnect. Oh, oh there he goes. Jeez, yes, man. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was like he thought he was just going to be on the show all day. Ugh. Probably reluctant to go back to sitting silent in his empty house. <laughs> Anyway, yes, this is One Man's World with Daniel Lampley, the world's most prolific artist, and we'll be back with more of me after this word from our sponsors. <laughs> 